Not the nicest person. So, Don, hear this. I'm bootlegging you. If you don't like it, then face to face talk about what you didn't want to explore in the parking lot of Whole Foods in Dallas. You remember? You probably don't. But I should. <laughs> All right, everybody. Sorry about that. Welcome to Conversation Romance, where we talk about life, love, and dating, and losing, and being widows, and widowers, and divorce. I've been divorced.com, so I don't give marriage advice. Well, unless you want to know what kind of cake is going to have. I think we need to bring back a wedding pie, to tell you the truth. So, but tonight, and, mo- and every night at 8 p.m. when we're reading a book, we do uh, romance novels. Tonight... We're going to turn our music down here and get kicked in the kidneys by my loving companion dog. Quit kicking me in the back. That's Trip back there. He's kicking me in the back. He didn't have his exercise today. He's taking it out on me, I believe. <coughs> All right. So tonight we're reading chapter 17. We've been, so we've been reading this for 17 days. We did take a couple of breaks in there uh, due to some technical difficulties about me. Well, I said some things about... Well, I can't say. I can't say on the podcast now because we're actually doing a live also on TikTok over here to my right. Everybody on TikTok screen, hey, all the 20 of us, right? Isn't that perfect? Can you imagine if there were 20 people sitting in this room right now? We were doing this all with our shirts untucked. Hey, Amy. Are you going to get to stay with us this evening, Amy, for a little bit of reading? So, here we go. We're going to get in chapter 7. The Burning Ember, it's uh, it's the first of two in a book series called Ember Lake. Sarah is a fantastic author. She, uh, if you've been with us before, I always say this, but she is really, really good at character development. And the way, I don't know, sometimes she, the way she describes a character and the way she puts you right in the middle of them, it's not too fluffy. And it's not, it's not too skeletony. Skeletony. <laughs> it's not too fluffy and it's not enough. It's, anyway, you get the picture. <laughs> you know, that English language. Hey, all that education we paid for. Wait, nobody paid for my education. <laughs> Do I have one? Hmm. She's really good. Um... She's, this, I mean, she does a lot of different styles of books. This is one of her pen names that she writes under. I'm going to try to get her on the pod, in the podcast and the live here in a couple of days. But uh, she's also a friend of mine, and I'm proud to say that we did a book of hers last year, the second book in this series, and I highly recommend you picking this up. It's it's called uh, Fluffy and Fluffless. I don't think that's right, Barbara Demore, but we'll go with it. But I highly recommend you take a look at it. It's called Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Nobles. Please take a look at it. It's $3.99 for the two-book digital series, man. Come on. For the same cost, they're helping a child eat for a month. In Ethiopia, the Sally Struthers, you can help 
put a smile on an author's face in the Pacific Northwest. She has a charger too, everybody, so she's kind of cool. All right, Sarah Harden, Burning Ember. We'll read the book. Sometimes we stop, and there's, I mean, sometimes I get so emotional. He's really good, man. Sometimes it, it chunks me up, and I don't pre-read these. This is a sight read. Um, it's a narration. I will I will skip a few things here and there in there. <clears throat> so it is a narration, sight read. Turn that, sight, that uh, brightness down a little bit. I got to get some kind of glasses here worked on. <clears throat> All right, so when we first started this book, we got to meet our hero in the book. His name is Hayden Cole, and I don't know why I keep grabbing the... Doing that a lot. Where's the Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. I have a Twitter, but I don't do anything with a Twitter. <laughs> so we first met Hayden Cole. He is our, he's our hero. He was, he's a firefighter, like third generation firefighter. His mom and dad were firefighters. His dad is still currently the chief. So when we met him, we met him on the day that he actually met the first time he met his, the heroine in this book, Sophie. They met in a fire. He got to save her, but he hesitated in the fire. And up until just the other day, <clears throat> he had thought that his hesitation had caused her great pain with the burns all over her body. So all that torture and pain and suffering they went through, and as they started trying to date, she held that secret from him for a while, and she finally told him. He needed a little bit of time to recover and recoup, so he took off, and they've said they're now heartbroken. They're not broken up, but they're, they don't know what's going to happen. And now... We meet them as they come back to their having a benefit at the local fireman's bar. That's where we pick up chapter 17 of Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. <coughs> Cars were parked all along the street in the field across from Ben's place. There was even the valet service for the benefit. Justin Brandis. That valet service is cool, isn't it? <laughs> it looked like it was Ember High School's football team, but hey, who cares, right? They could drive. And Hayden was really glad to see how many people came out to support this event. He'd been thinking about the ugly side of small town living not too long ago, and this was the perfect contrast. When there was a plan of action in place, people could directly see the impact of their giving. Well, hell. They really dug down and, and gave deep. He was torn between hoping Livy was going to be there and not being ready to face her yet. Not because he didn't want to see her, but he didn't want to know. He didn't know what to say to her yet. The days at the cabin had done him and his state of mind a world of good. He had had some clarity, but wasn't sure the best way to proceed. You better figure it out, you son of a bitch. I'm dying to know. He had two fluff chapters, and now we're still... Oh! Figure it out, Hayden. Uh. <clears throat> anyway, he knew he had hurt her when he left, and even though she had said she understood, it was... It was possible she wasn't ready for what he wanted. Right? Or maybe she didn't want... She didn't even want the same things anymore. He went inside the bar and saw the place had really been transformed. There were ushers who led him towards the front, and 
And he saw all the members of the Lucky Seven had tables in the front. Livy was at their table next to Royce. He seemed patently and blissfully unaware of her scrutiny. It was probably the tux, but he adjusted his own collar and saw a name tag on a place next to a small gold clutch. His mom patted the seat without looking up. She had known he was there. <sighs> Moms. I love his mom. You know, she's... Ah, anyway. He eased into the seat and waited for the owner of that clutch. Sophie's in the back, honey. She'll be out in a moment. Oh, boy. When she emerged, it was like turning on a light that he hadn't realized was turned off. <clears throat> She was so incredibly beautiful. But it wasn't just the way she had done her hair, her, her makeup, or even the dress. It was the light that shined from inside of her. At this moment, he really wished he was better with words. He wished he could tell her everything he was feeling. Her smile when she saw him was warm and open. But it didn't reach her eyes. In her eyes, there was a sadness that killed him to see. Oh, man. She made her way slowly back to the table, and he stood to pull out her chair. His fingers brushed the backs of her arms and as he pushed her up. It seemed every part of him thirsted for her. He needed to breathe her in, to touch her, to taste her. Thank you, she said, and folded her hands in her lap. It would have been easy to reach out and take her hand and had it been on the table. With, with that touch, he, he could have communicated to her and everyone else exactly where his mind and his heart lay, but, but the, way, the way she folded them into her lap and it was as if she was denying him of any such sort of display. Hmm. Damn, that hurts, doesn't it? <clears throat> he didn't pay much attention to the speakers, not, not until his brother took the podium. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Royce Cole. Ben Dodd was my best friend, and we went to his funeral. And I swore I wasn't going to turn this into some kind of tribute for him, but being here in this bar he loved, sitting next to the woman he loved, I can't help but think of him. I remember in the first grade he was seated next to me in Mrs. Mitchum's class. Cole and Dodd, best friends for life, she'd said. You'll go through school always being stuck together, so it's best to accept it now. And mostly we did. On career day, when my dad, Fire Chief Bill Cole, came to walk about, came to talk about what it meant to be a fireman, Ben was entranced. Immediately after, he grabbed my arm and said, we're going to be firemen. I said, probably. <sighs> but it was more than that for Ben. It was like he'd been bitten by some kind of strange and dangerous bug and in high school, he'd signed up for all the science classes. He even took AP chemistry. It was all so he could be the best at what he wanted to do. 
We can all agree he lived his life in service. And we can all agree we honor his life and his sacrifice. But what about the people our heroes leave behind? Sorry, Liv, to, to put you on the spot like this, but you are the best example. God, you know, this, this woman right here, she's a fighter, and, and any of us would be so lucky to have such a woman by our side. The audience clapped, and he motioned for them to settle down, but only half-heartedly, right? He obviously wanted Liv to get her applause. We see women and men like Livy who dare to love heroes, knowing they could lose them. None of us really set out to be heroes, unless you count on my brother, Hayden. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was the type to jump off of roofs wearing a blanket tied around his neck like a cape. He never said he just wanted to be a fireman. He wanted to be a hero. And he is... A voice sounded from the audience. You know, it was strange. For the first time, Hayden didn't feel like his skin was too tight. He didn't feel like he wanted to hide from the picture his brother painted of him. He raised his hand and nodded, flashing a devil-may-care smile. He didn't even have to remind those present that it was his brother who pushed him. In all seriousness, we all want to come home at the end of the day. We all want our loved ones to come home too, and that's why we do what we do. This time, there was more applause, and this time his brother's silencing was more active and serious, right? He really did quiet him down. He, Hayden knew Royce wasn't looking for an boy for them. For him, this was getting Livy what she needed. We all want to come home. But sometimes we don't. And sometimes that means those who loved us. <clears throat> those who tied their lives to ours are left alone without our support. Without our voices. Without our arms around them. Without us. I mean, there's no check big enough to make up for that loss. No community support that can be the family that was taken from them. So what can we do? Well, that's why we're here tonight. You know, maybe there's not a check big enough, but damn it, we can try. The life insurance that these men and women have pays very little. And it comes at a high cost to the city because of the nature of our jobs. And even then... To get the double indemnity, it's not an automatic payout. There's a lengthy court battle, and the money doesn't always come from the big insurance company. It comes from the city coffers. A woman who would marry a hero, who would be his guiding light in the dark, would not dream of doing anything that would take anything from the rest of us. Oh, man. Livy blinked hard, and he watched his mom reach over and put a comforting arm around her. Sophie joined in and leaned across the table to grab her hand. <clears throat> the sound I want her to hear louder than your applause tonight is the sound of your pens moving across paper. 
The sound of checks being torn out of checkbooks tonight. The recipient of the first responders, widows, and orphans benefit is our very own hero, Livy Dodd. Just as he demanded, there were no applause. Only the sounds of checks being torn in low whispers. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, enjoy the free soft drinks and sparkling water in lieu of a bar. We chose instead to have Ember High's band act as orchestra. We hope to send them to state next year and perhaps even to march in the Rose Bowl if possible. The, the, band, the, game began, the band began to play and everybody was kind of surprised at how well it sounded. And Livy jumped up and left and Sophie followed suit real fast. Let her go. His mother said to Royce, she needs some time. Well, I see you made it, brother. Yeah, I did. The cabin was nice. Well, thanks for the invite. I mean, it, it's not like Dad came up and you did a father and son thing by yourselves, I guess. Hey, I have a brother bonding activity. It might be just the thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're going to cause some mayhem, right? It's been a long time since we had an adventure. Well, I for one am ready for an adventure. Well, I don't know if this is an adventure, but I'm going to steal one of those trucks from the Seven. Oh, shit, so it is serious. Royce nodded with approval. I'm game. Hey, they both looked at their mother and said, You hear nothing. Me? I have nothing to say except that everything is going according to my devious plans, said their delightful mother. Oh, really? They Neither one of them could be, ever be mad at their mother. You're not going to be meddling with either of us for much longer. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing really, but it's not like I don't have uh, <laughs> machinations of my own. <sighs> hey, you tell me what you're up to, kid. He kind of grinned. No, mm -mm. I'm not saying... She narrowed her eyes. I've been at this game longer than you have, son. Which means you're old, so you're probably getting forgetful. Just get out of here. You know that feeling in your stomach right now? I, uh, uh, what? Yeah, that one. The one, the one where you're not sure if it's nerves or if you ate something that disagreed with you? She smiled. Think back, son, to how easily you stole those cupcakes. Uh, Royce pale and ran for the bathroom. <laughs> that was mean, Allison. Bill shook his head. No, it wasn't. The cupcakes were fine. It was just his guts all twisted up over Livy, but serves him right, calling me old. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> well, Hayden, Bill said. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you spilled to your mom. She's terrifying, at least to me. I've got nothing to say, because he knew his mom was going to love the surprise. All right, so now you two are conspiring against me, Allison asked. You bet. Bill answered and took her hand. I'll let it slide this time, but it better be good, and you better not call me old. Never, Ma. I would never call you old. He keeps looking around for Sophie, but... Neither she or Livy or Royce ever came back. So tell me about your grand plans with your brother, Bill prompted. 
I don't know I'm ready to share that with you, Dad. I think maybe you should, considering you're going to steal the fire truck. <laughs> That's the kind of thing we should talk about. Actually, Dad, I'd forgotten you were sitting there, so... Uh... <laughs> no, well, whether you forgot or not, the fact remains. I'm going to use it to show Sophie what I have to offer her. Um, son, you, uh, you can't give her the truck, boy. Ah, uh, no, I don't want to give her the truck, Dad. Mm. I want to give her me. <clears throat> Is that, oh, what? Oh, wait a minute, that sounded so much better in my head when I was planning it. Allison patted him on his leg, you'll be just fine, I think. Really? I could have just shown up with a fire truck and been like, hey, baby, here I am. That would have worked. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> of course not, as if Allison, as if Allison snorted. But when Bill wasn't looking, she mouthed to her son, oh, it'd be totally worth it. Yeah. I guess I want her to know who I am, that this would be a part of our life together. I know what you mean, son, and she will too. Well, I don't get it, but hey, if it works for you, I'll help you do it. I can't technically authorizing the run, authorize the run because, you know, spending the city money and all. So <clears throat> I'll tell McCade to leave the garage unlocked. When are you doing this? Tonight, I think. I mean, if we're going to do it like I think I want to do it, it should be tonight if I want to steal the truck. Bill very slowly, slowly removed his keys and put them on the table. Keys to the truck. I'm sure thirsty this evening. I'm going to go get a refill. I sure hope nothing happens to these keys on this table. <laughs> he made up a big show of getting up and wandering over to where a girl was pouring sodas. And Hayden laughed before reaching out to steal the station keys. This is the kind of thing I want a family for, you sons of bitches. Oh. Allison looked at her boy. You should probably keep on the tux, you know. She'd like that. Really, Mom? You think so? I was going to go shirtless in my turnout gear. They, they seem to like that on the calendars, you know. <laughs> she laughed. You know, why don't you save that for the honeymoon? Where are the tux tonight? <clears throat> I guess I should have known that my future was decided when you took her to the kitchen for your secret pie dinner thing with Grammy. Oh, most definitely, boy. But if I can ever get Livy to dinner, that'll be the first thing I do for her, too. What are you going to do with yourself if you get me and him married, both? <laughs> and you can't, then you won't have anything to meddle anymore. You're going to be so bored when you don't have us to play with, Ma. <laughs> oh, you underestimate my powers. You know all I want is for you to be happy, right? Yeah, I do know that. He leaned over and kissed her on the top of the head. And I love you for it, Ma. <laughs> As Allison starts sniffling. Well, shit, you made me cry. You can't meddle when you're crying, Mama. Yes, I can. <laughs> I've got another thing I have to do. I, I got a gift for Sophie. Uh, Sophie. And that'll say even more than the truck. I'll tell your brother you'll be back for your shenanigans. <laughs> uh, Mom, 
I'm asking the woman I love to marry me. I wouldn't call that shenanigans. I didn't get that part. Oh, okay. I thought he was, okay. Wait. Ah, his mom didn't either. He said, what, what, wait, wait, what? Oh, my God. I thought this was just, you know, the grand I love you, not how did, how did, how did I not know this, Hayden? We got it. <laughs> All right. I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not ready. This. That's not my plan. My plan's not ready for you to get married yet. Yes, you are married. You're ready, Mom. You are ready, and so am I. Are you thinking a Christmas wedding? Oh, that would be so wonderful. A Christmas wedding, <laughs> Ma. The girl has to say yes first. She will say yes. He left the benefit feeling like everything was almost right in the world. He he knew he did indeed live a charmed life, and he wasn't going to spend one more minute doubting it. Like Sophie said, right? Dessert first. This was his dessert, and he was going to enjoy every second, every flavor. He hoped he wasn't completely off the mark with the gift he wanted to give her. He didn't want to propose with a ring. She could pick that out for herself and get exactly what she wanted. What Hayden wanted to give her were candles. Wishing candles. He wanted them to last their whole lives because he wanted to make every wish she had ever had to come true. He wanted to let her go. No, he wanted to let her <laughs> let go of her past. Shit, so sorry. He wanted her to let go of her past as well. It had been all very well and good to talk about letting go of their baggage, pretending like they both weren't still hauling it around. He wanted her to know that he didn't blame her for anything, that she shouldn't blame herself. It was okay to wish. It was okay to hope. <sighs> that he would wish and hope right along with her. For always. That's chapter 17. All right, so we know what's up. Well, that's chapter 17, everybody. I am so glad. And I think I read past that. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, he's just going to ask you to marry him. Wait, that's the answer. Because ah, I was getting kind of mad there for a little bit. It's like, come on, make somewhere. And then they all took off, and Sophie wasn't there. So she got me. Did anybody else see it coming at the table like that? Alexa, resume. I tell you, I love the way the family interacts. Surely got surprised too. Oh, Amy got surprised. I love the way the family interacts at table. You can see in Shirley. I don't think the camera goes up. Um, what do you think? Oh, we're, I'm not even paying attention. I couldn't. I couldn't pay attention to the chat when I was done. Hey, Angelique came in too. There you go. Ah, there we got two. The twofer. All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for joining us over the podcast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get this built up. We got two in here tonight. We'll get two more, and those are gonna tell two more, and those are gonna tell two more, and so on, and so on, and so on, just like the '70s commercial, right? Uh, thank you so much, Angelie. Thank you very much, Christina, for logging into the software. Um, 
We will be reading chapter 18, the final chapter. Is there a prologue too or something like that? Yeah, so we'll do a little prologue down there too. I think we know where this is all going to go. So we need to come up with our book. Our next book, conversationalromance.com. Uh, send me a TikTok. Send me a smoke signal. My phone number is on the website. Anything you want. Let's talk about it. We read a chapter or two from a couple different books and see what grabs our attention. I'm not so sure I want to even try to read this reverse harem thing. I'm thinking space cowboy romance novel. What do y'all think? All right? I'm a space cowboy, baby. All right. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you are. We're going to continue talking about the book and whatever else we can come up with, 30 or not, over on TikTok Live. Thank you very much, everybody, and uh, have a fantastic evening.